content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. It sure does. It does. You know what else matters? Tell me. People who are friends, who are in the special ed world, and who are also a parent. So we are so excited to welcome Michael Peter Soria. I'm sure a lot of you know Michael. He's been around like I have and like Sissy has for a a few minutes. Um, So welcome, Michael. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you both for having me. And so glad you didn't give the the amount of time we've been in the business. But I started when I was seven years old. I don't know about both That's of you. That's what I tell people. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, if you don't mind, we'll just get started. I have a couple of thoughts for you uh, in terms of things we'd love to hear from you about. Tell us, uh, you know, you have been in special ed for a, lot, a little while, as we have. And tell us a little bit about what got you into special ed. Well, a good question. And, you know... I think, you know, as most of us in this industry, we started as educators, we were in the classroom, and Pearson came to me and said, why don't you work for us? And that was, again, a long time ago. And so I started working, you know, with Pearson in the K-12 space, more general ed at first. Yeah. Then, then as, as you know, Susan, we, we talk a lot about Matthew, my son, you know, who was diagnosed on the spectrum. Yeah, I work it, 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 exactly. So it, it it's a small world, and Easy. he still brings a smile to everybody's face when we oh. when we talk about him, right? Gorgeous. I love him. So you know, uh, he was born in two thousand, and I knew early on with my background uh, in education that there was something different about Matthew, and you know, still a special young man, and so. As I was getting, uh, you know, growing in my K to twelve, you know, space, or working with students, and of course on the side of a publisher, uh, I really started gravitating toward special education. Uh, one, I've always, you know, believed that all students need to be included, and that's, you know, something that w- we all three on this podcast and others believe. Yet I wanted to not just, you know, talk the talk. I wanted to walk the walk. So in 2006 is when I um, found a company called PCI Education. And they were really a company that cared and catered toward having materials for students with special needs. And and that's, that's really, you know, from then on, I've been special education focused. I've always worked in that space, but... Since 2006, I really have worked for companies that have that mission. And, you know, my mantra is, is that, you know, educators and administrators, you have one job. Now, it's broken into like 117 different parts. Right. But I think that that one job is to maximize every student's potential. Yeah, I love that. And so that, that's been my mantra ever since. And that's what I do every day. So you worked for Pearson, and were there particular products that you worked that you worked with? Or I know TouchMath came into the picture somewhere. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll talk about TouchMath. But uh, Pearson was K to twelve education adoption. So you yeah. know, and so it was more general ed textbook uh, focused. That's what I thought. I, that's yeah, what I, 
I've heard people. And that's, yeah. And that's when, you know, I, I was traveling 200 plus days out of the year. I'm like, what can I do in San Antonio? And uh, I believe that there are, uh, we're here for reasons. And I think that the reason, you know, I'm here is to help those students. I, I know that you both are here for the same exact reason, yeah. uh, kindred spirit. And in 2006, that's when I found PCI Education, which was based in San Antonio. And that, that's from then on out. It's, it's been special education focused ever since. That's amazing. Now, you also have a son named Andrew. How old is he? When was he born? Uh, so I have three. So Andrew, uh, Andrew, I know Andrew is the oldest at 25. He just finished graduate school. And parents, you know, who don't have kids out of the, the house yet, there is there is a final solution. And that's them getting a, either undergrad or grad school or whatever, getting a job. They do leave. And that's an immediate pay raise. Uh, it's just <laughs> a, great, a great day. And then Matthew, uh, you know, would be uh, 23. And Ryan, my youngest, is 21. Oh, my gosh. I am um, so, so sorry. Incredibly sorry for your loss. I know this isn't probably the most comfortable thing, but I just want you to know that you have been in my heart and prayers for since I found out. So, Well, thank you. You know, I, I, I've learned so much. Just, yeah. I think it's made me be a better father and a better person to work with those um, with challenges. To to live and see it every day, I'm the one that's blessed. So, thank you for your condolences. But you know, I there's a reason. There has been a reason. Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. Because yeah, I'm sure you are. So, so you started with PCI in 2006, and I know you've been doing that for a little while. And then what? You're not doing that anymore, right? No, no, good. Yeah. So from PCI Education, you know, really the company and anybody out there still uh, might know me as the touch math guy. Yeah. Uh, because in uh, 2008, the former CFO of uh, PCI Education became the CEO of Touch Math. Okay. And I know when he left, we gave him going from San Antonio to Colorado Springs, we all gave him like different winter hats. So I, I remember like it was yesterday and he said, Michael, you know, you know, this space and you, you now have somebody that, you know, you see every day and your son, Matthew, and you get it. So he said, I'll work with you one day really soon. And so a year after he left is uh, when I became the executive director for touch math and Pretty much, you know, a 12-year fantastic run with TouchMath. Love TouchMath. I love TouchMath, and I don't even know if it's used anymore. I mean, I, I know it's still used in classrooms, I don't, but it, it's such a cool thing. And if you don't know what TouchMath is and your child has difficulty with math, it's really amazing. And it's so kinesthetic and visual. I, I love it. So you did 12 years there, right? So that brings us up to 2020. Right. So, uh, you know, with COVID, um, I worked for a couple of companies and they were good companies. One of my biggest challenges is myself. And I took a couple of companies and we grew the business so much that they sold. Oh, and great. so <laughs> touch math being one of them. And, um, and, and so kind of worked myself out of a job. And, you know, I, I was thinking, what can I do for myself? Mm -hmm. And so... That really fast forward to you know May and June June of this year, I started my own company. And for those of you, um, I mean, 
Sissy and Susan, you both know, like, we do work for people, but it is really cool to work for yourself yeah. and, and to set your own schedule and, and to take on, it becomes more mission driven, mm-hmm. I think, when you work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I've been, yeah, I, I, I've been very, very blessed. I, there's a lot of reasons that I should not work with a group every day, all day for you. <laughs> a lot of reasons. And I'm sure you know well, you know, some of those reasons. So, yeah. And so the, you were telling me some stuff about the new company on or the phone. And I know our listeners would love to hear it. It's got some, they've got some cool stuff. I see the robot in the background. I see Carver. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. You have Carver in your background. <laughs> Look at you people knowing all about everything, which I, I of course, you did. So, <laughs> great, great point. So, what I have done is I have found smaller mission-driven companies in the special education space that I can represent both from a sales consultative level, working with uh, districts, which you and I, or all three of us know, so many districts around and companies that again aren't the Pearsons. There, there's a time and place for for companies like Pearson oh. and others. But I, I think that my goal is to find those smaller companies that have that approach that we want to maximize that student's potential, working with behavior, social skills, even you know I brought on a a company called Model Me Kids this week. Model Me Kids. Model Me Kids, like child? Yes. Okay. Uh, Yes. And that company, um, what they do is they have social skills videos that educators can work with uh, and show the students. So really found those companies. Now I have to say my favorite, and maybe it's not my favorite, but one of the ones we were talking about, Susan, is the Sensory Company PlayLearn. And, you know, I thought Sensory was, you know, just for those, you know, students who just needed to calm down. Well, it, it's for everybody. I, uh, yes. I, I, I have toys and everything. But, it, it, you know, they say Sensory, but I think it's a child and adult toy company. And don't we all want to be in an environment in a space where we just feel more comfortable? All the time. I I love that teachers are starting to make fidgets just a regular thing that any kid can engage with. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that you said that, Susan, because I think looking at the dynamics of the classroom, we those students who needed fidgets were like the other students. Yeah, and I'll go to. I went to a trade show in Louisiana last week, and every single federal program administrator who came by the booth. Like, oh, let me play with that tunnel tube. Let, 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 yeah, and so tornado tube. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was like, you're a kid again. And there's, uh-huh. there's something really authentic about just letting yourself be comfortable in your own environment, yes. in your own skin. Right. Yeah. Finding things that help you regulate. I mean, we might not use those big fancy terms, you know, of regulate, but to feel comfortable. What makes you comfortable? And it's going to be a little bit different for each person. Sissy, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, some I mean, some people are with their pins doing this, but we're we're all doing something. And I'm going to be full disclosure. I never thought that I was that type of person, but I, I see myself like 
drinking water all the time, but it's the feel of the 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 weight of this that I like. Yeah. So yeah. So tell us that I see it on your cup. So tell us the name of your company. Oh, thank you. Um, it's IEP Curriculum and Consulting, and I represent five different smaller um, companies now, looking to add a few more as we speak. Good. But then, but then when we think about it, right? There are so many times when I was with other companies like TouchMap. And you would go into the classroom, and I also, and, and Susan, you and I both worked, you know, with the amazing Dr. Dina Hill. Oh, and, yeah. you, you yes. know, uh, by the way, just a little um, caveat here. I mean, Dr. Hill is so progressive. I, she just, wherever she goes, she is just a difference maker. And I, I think light that's... Years ahead. Light years ahead. You know, light years ahead, I, I think it's well said. So we were working, you know, that space. And I was a consultant with her, just doing a lot of classroom management, really best practices in the classroom. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I just, you know, I just think about that. And I think that from that IEP curriculum and consulting, that consulting piece yeah. is more of what both, you know, Susan, you oh, and Sissy are doing. Yeah. yeah. I want to get in there, get my hands dirty, and, and I want to show them best practices. I'm more of the curriculum side. So it's not just here, buy something yes. and good luck. We've yeah. seen that, right? Yes. Touch math. I see it on the shelf. I'm like, why is that still in, why is that still in the wrapper? <laughs> it makes me yeah. crazy. Yeah. It makes me crazy. I see that, but we all see that all the time. Okay. So yes. And, and yes. And I love that, that you can be, you know, in sales and curriculum resources, sales and consulting, because we need, more of people like you. So let me ask you. So you have you have five companies that you represent right now, which is probably going to yes. be by Monday. But the one that you mentioned was Model Me Kid. Model Me Kids is the newest one. Okay. PlayLearn is my sensory company. Okay. And I, I have to tell both of you and those of you listening to the podcast. So I went to Closing the Gap, the Closing the Gap conference, the first time I went uh, in Minneapolis. And that that has been around for a long time and, yeah. and love that really an inclusive coming I mean, a lot of AT. And so this is the first time I had been to play learns office in New York. And it's the first time I got to actually play and do things. Yes. You mentioned. So yeah. Does anybody remember the movie, the intern? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So they're going in and they're interning um, at Google. And so they sit in those, those pots. Right, those chairs, uh -huh. and we we sell one, and I sat in in it, and it's noise reduction. Uh -huh. I mean, Sissy and Susan, I mean, like you're gonna want one of these. I, I mean, I, I didn't want to leave. I could. I and what was so cool about it is that the first thing I thought of, I went back to my autism, you know, specialist background and knowledge, mm -hmm. and I, you know. A lot of times we have sensory rooms, which I are, are very important. Mm -hmm. But I thought, how cool is it that you could sit there and be inside of this pod? All the ambient noises, I mean, it's all gone, okay? And it, you can hear yourself and the teacher. Yeah. And the first thing I thought of was, you don't have to leave the classroom. Yeah. For calming behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a company. So PlayLearn is one of those, that's the sensory company. And that's so cool. You know, and, and and let's talk about the other one. I mean, Sissy spotted it right away. Yes, I yeah. do have Car Carver in the background. 
Carver. I do have Carver. So I worked with Robokine. I, I was last month in Utah doing professional development. And you I didn't know, know that that you worked for them. I do. I worked for Robokine. And that, you know, I that's more, I mean, it's one of those places where I don't have uh, companies where I don't have Texas because they have representation. Yet I, I can do PD in Texas and the Western state. So you know who loves uh, Carver? What's the other robot's name? Milo. Yeah, Milo. Milo. You know who loves those is Dr. Dina Hill and Christina Ritter. I'm sure other directors love it too, but those two directors love it. Love them. No, I, right. And, and the kids and love it. <laughs> yeah. The, well, they love it because the kids love it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I can tell you just a little shameless plug is now that they're because robots are not very cheap to make they're 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 an expensive tool yeah they have come out just in the past month probably past two weeks with an avatar only option that is uh, a more economical price for districts to get started and the students have that same you know reaction and so what i love about robokine i know a lot of companies out there talk about engagement Mm -hmm. but you you just said it i mean there is actual engagement. I mean, I, I think about Matthew and and he won at Northeast ISD in eighth grade, the the tech student of the year. Well, because he was he loves iPads and I and it, it's they I love that. You, yeah, you, you both know this that you know some of our students are more comfortable in that platform mm-hmm. as opposed to a parent. So yeah. that's uh, Robokind is. Um, been around for a while, but we're seeing a lot of growth because of the fact that the robots are effective and the data is telling us, and also that we have an economical version, yet it's all about true engagement. The robots are extremely consistent with their response, and we as human beings are not all that consistent. And when you're trying to learn something new, consistency is important, and social skills are really tough for students on the spectrum so uh, when you get that consistency they're they're drawn to the consistent piece I mean I'm I I, there's there's no science here to me but when I look at it what I see is they're drawn to that consistency and being able to know what's going to happen and they're more attentive to it than those of us who are just willy-nilly all over the place and they're like why should I attend to you because I really don't know what to expect from you (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that predictability, I think, is a part of it. No, and I love not only the predictability, but I think kind of in, in, you know, when I'm talking with potential districts who are interested, you know, Carver and Mila, they don't really get tired. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get frustrated. You're saying, like, they don't get frustrated themselves. Yeah. And I think you you talk about that consistency, but you also talk about that I I think we have the data. But it's just think about it. Like, they're my son, Matthew, loved to listen to Veggie Tales. Yeah. It was the same consistent song. Mm-hmm. I, I, my playlist, his playlist, uh, Veggie Tales, Adele. I mean, but there was a consistency and it didn't change. And he knew the songs. So yeah. he became really intimately familiar with it. And I think with the robot, he's intimately familiar with it again, to your point. Yeah. That, that, that that consistency and that robot's not going to be not going to be frustrated because I mean how many of us out there have been frustrated ever well all <laughs> of us and if anybody answered no let's check 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 their 
uh, truth meter. But yeah. yeah, but that's the type of thing. So I think you both understand that consistency and that behavior behavior matters. Yeah, yeah. It's well, I mean, think about when you use uh, ways or one of those kind of voice output directional kinds of pieces, they don't get frustrated with you when you make a wrong turn. They say, make a U-turn at your next opportunity versus if someone is trying to help you read the map or the list, you know, from back in MapQuest days, they might get a little frustrated. You missed your turn. What are we going to do? You know, no, Waze is just like recalculating and uh, here's what you need to do next. That's kind of that idea with the robots is they don't get frustrated and they'll just come back calmly again. And it's so much easier to respond if you don't feel that rise in anxiety kind of thing. <laughs> totally. It just happened with me down in the medical center this morning. And, you know, she was very kind and said, make a U-turn, <laughs> you know, in 500 feet, take it right. So this is going to show my inability to understand a lot of the current technology. But is an avatar something that's more on a screen than in like a real robot like Carver and Milo? That's exactly right. Now, oh, okay. it, it is Carver, it is Milo, yet it instead of having the hardware of the robot, the avatar on best probably with an iPad student, but you can use uh, a computer as well. But it, it it's basically the robot in animated form, avatar form on another device. Okay, so a couple of things that I love about that, because you mentioned not having to leave the classroom, and I'm a big fan of sensory breaks inside the classroom, right? So I love mm -hmm. that pod chair because it allows you to just, anybody can go to the corner and hang out in the pod chair for a few minutes, right? But I also love the idea of the avatar being that you can just do it on your tablet, you know, on your iPad or your computer, and you don't have to go somewhere. Not that the my not that the robots have to go anywhere, but you don't really see those in generally classrooms, you know, or do you? No, and that's true. You don't see them a lot in generally classrooms. But just think about the implications, because one of my mantras uh, I've been doing a lot on LinkedIn, and I'm going to do another. It's called Matthew's Corner, and I try to give. Oh. Uh, tips for administrators and parents. And the next one, yeah, um, to kind of um, do a little uh, preview, Please. is going is to be about generalizations of skills. And parents, you should be doing take-home activities okay. with your students because we should not be done in isolation in the classroom. Therefore, think about that avatar uh, Susan and Sissy, yeah. that, that that avatar can be taken home without the robot be taken home. I love that. And I love that it's called Matthew's Corner. I'm looking it up right now. Man, Sissy, I just love Michael. What a kind, caring person. And I just love that he has Matthew's Corner that people can look at. But one of the things that he talked about is he was talking about how his first post was um, helping parents understand the need for working on things at home. And yeah. so I thought a good question might be, and I think this is probably opinion more than data driven, but the question is, if parents are going to work with their children at home, what are some of the most important things that they can work on? A, self-care. B, behavior. C, academics. D, social skills e is a b and c and f 
is A, B, and D? That's a very good question. Thanks. And I do think all of those things are important. Oh, yeah. But then when you start to think, I mean, it's exactly how the questions on the tests, the, the tests that we had to take it is, are. It is worded you know? a little bit like that, isn't it? Right? Because you're like, why isn't there an all of the above? Oh, no. I like right. all of them. So then you begin to have to kind of look at it. Certainly, self-care is important, right? A is self-care. Sure. So that's pretty important for families. Uh, you know, I mean, that is whether you can live on your own or not, if you have all those good self-care things. Right. And behavior, I mean, that is often the first things parents come in with is we have this behavior problem. Can you help us with it? And you don't want your child to just demonstrate behavior in the clinic or in the school. You want it at home too. And academics are important. And parents will do homework with their kids um, but homework really should be something that a child is really pretty good at. And they're just practicing it, you know, keeping yeah. that skill going, reading on the daily. So we'll yeah. think about that one a little bit. But then also social skills, D with social skills. And yes, um, that's the make or break it when it comes to having a job. Do I have the social skills to keep my job? You can be not that great at other pieces of your job. But if you don't have the social skills to get along with your peers, you're probably not going to keep your job. So I would have to say E where you said A, B, and D. I think I would have to bump out academics. And the reason I'm bumping out academics is um, from our perspective, like in Texas where we have the autism supplement and we have to address generalization and those kinds of things, academics is not a piece that That we That was not E. That was F. But that's okay. It's okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that correction. And F that is, is A, B, and D. F, A, B, and D. That's right. E was a, yeah, no, we don't want C. I mean, <laughs> we do want C, but we don't, in this circumstance, if I'm thinking through, don't want the academic piece. Um, in Texas, where we have the autism supplement, yeah. we don't address academics in uh, generalization for our students. And also in clinics, most insurance companies do not pay for work on academics. Right. So if I was going to have to bump one, that would be the one. So F, where we were working on A, self-care, B, behavior, and D, social skills. There you go. Let's see. Well, you guys, I know you enjoyed uh, Michael's conversation and and his um, great advice. And so we hope you tune in next week for part two. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.